been a while since we've been able to have a dance party, everybody. Oh, man, it feels good to be here on an ECH post-game live with all of you after that big dub. Uh, two whole points. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Cracking back in the win column. Epic shootout performance, too. What was that? Eight rounds uh, in the shootout. Yams. Just getting it done in this game. Big game. Kyler Yamamoto, that was absolutely fantastic and good on Gru too standing in there throughout that shootout as well making some big time saves i mean this game whew, it was it was closer than it maybe should have been at times it felt like but the bottom line is kraken got it done they played the full 65 everybody that's what we wanted to see that's what we needed to see from this team they played it they they got it done i mean maddie picks up another goal wenberg which you know, second goal in two games, back-to-back -back nights, goal for Wenberg. And, you know, if we go back to the game before that against Colorado, he has that shorthanded one waved off. I mean, Wenberg trying to silence the critics here, doing a pretty good job of it too, I'd say. So this was a, a fantastic one for the Seattle crack and get that shootout victory. And, you know, Yamamoto too, right? Just that, that soft kind of push of the puck right past the netminder just like one might say you you softly push a golf ball when playing mini golf you know i had to do it for the segue to flat stick pub thanks to our sponsors and hey if there ever there was a time an eight round shootout seems like a pretty good time to head over to that south lake union location and get your dollar off beer if you were at the game tonight because i mean eight round shootouts do not come around very often you gotta live it up when you're in attendance for one of those and have some fun with it. So shout out to Flatstick Pub for the sponsoring these post-game lives. All right, got some super chats to get to here as well. Cameron, a shootout dub. This would be the team to do it with the laughing emoji. Hopefully we can build off of this. Yeah, I, I really hope we can as well. I think the Kraken can. Uh, they we, we know that this group could last year. Um, look, they've been kind of streaky this year too, usually on the wrong side of those streaks. Um, but I, I think that that streakiness, this, this is the kind of thing where you kind of, you, you vanquished multiple demons in this one, right? You, you, you get some of the guys who weren't scoring, they score some goals. You're able to finish a little bit more power play looks fantastic tonight, right? You go three for four after a night, you go zero and five. So you get the power play back on the board. You get 32 shots on goal. That's good. They lost the face-off battle. So we knew they had to end up with the win. And uh, this is the kind of performance that, that I think you can build off of if you are the Kraken. And, and I'm sure that they will uh, just, just watching them and how excited they all were. Really, really excited about this one, everybody. Not going to lie. Sean, whatever the problems have been, I do not believe Hack is one personally. So, Sean, defending Coach Hackstall there. I mean, look, he changed it up for the shootout, right? And, look, the team responded in this one. We we know we had Maddie Beneers talking that intermission about Hack's been on him to shoot. Just a couple weeks after Hack was like, look, I'm not talking to him. He knows what's up. It's going to happen for him. He'll get one. And now Maddie's like, yeah, Hack's really on me to shoot the puck more. I got to he's he's really harping on me. Um, so I do think that Hackstall has been focusing on those things. And a lot of times in coaching, sometimes it's not immediate. Some of those results. I know those last games were bad. I'm not trying to like diminish that at all. Um, but it does, you know, if you're, if you're implementing new systems, things like that, you're trying to change a player's mentality. It, that takes time that it isn't like just a switch you flip and off you go maybe for like the goats right the tom brady's and the michael jordan's of the world you can do that but for the vast majority of athletes it, it takes a little bit of time for them to to tweak their game and, and start working in new routines new rhythms into their patterns of, of how they play and all that kind of stuff so um yeah we'll, we'll see if they do indeed build off of this then yeah i i, I gotta think that hackstall will have been a part of that Light, I went to high school with that guy referencing yams. I know, right? Isn't it great having like a hometown kid turn into a hometown hero uh, on the Seattle crack? It just makes it, it's such a nice storyline. Like it's just a great storyline, right? Like it's so fantastic. Love, love to see it. Love to see it. And uh, that's really cool. Light Gregory though, waiting for this. Cause I've already been like kind of screaming here, Gregory. So I'm, I'm glad for this with the lemon lime Gatorade time, baby. We finally want to shoot out. I'm playing the lottery tomorrow. Well, all the luck in the world to you, Gregory. That would be absolutely fantastic. In the meantime though, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for letting me have a sip of this. Mm. 
I will have more when RJ joins and he can do some talking. Absurdly sane with the super chat here. Thank you very much. Special shout out for Paul, cancer free and nailing the national anthem. Definitely. I you know, I know Paul was at the game. We'll see if he uh, maybe joins us a little bit later here on post game live. Paul was fantastic. I mean, he was he was great last year, but you could really see the difference now that he's cancer free, not doing the treatments, all that kind of stuff. His voice was so strong. He was there. You could see the emotion at the beginning, too. I always love that stuff. It gives me goosebumps just bringing it up. But Paul absolutely killed it. Love seeing a member of the ECH community do that. And and just the story is, is fantastic. Really happy for him and his family that uh, that he's cancer free. I, I've been through it twice with my mom. It's it's a really, really great feeling for for all those involved. So really, really happy for him comic binge this is a different team now this team is from a multiverse a shootout win wow uh leave it to you to bring up a, a multiverse reference right um yeah i the shootout and and i think the thing for me isn't even like like they were kind of due for a shootout win the thing for me is that we got a different lineup we got a defenseman to kick things off and justin schultz yeah it's not alexiak or larson the way rj's been hoping for but hackstall listened he, he took notes he went out there, he gave us a new look, and that was really, really cool to see. And the moment that happened, I was like, all right, all bets are off. Before that, I was nervous, probably like everybody. Like, oh, it's a shootout. How's this going to go? Once I saw Justin Schultz out there to kickstart us, I was like, oh, we might we might have something here, everybody. And sure enough, we did. So look, if we, if we did get like a doppelganger hack stall tonight or something, it, it worked. It worked. Seth with the super chat as well. Thank you, everybody, for the super chats, by the way. This is awesome. Uh, now we just need to take this momentum to a hot Vancouver team. Look, Vancouver is hot, but it's because they are riding a PDO bender, the likes of which nobody's like ever seen in the history of ever. So if ever there was a, a team that's hot streak could fall off a cliff at any moment. It's a team that has a shooting percentage as high as theirs and the ridiculous save percentage to go along with it. That's uh, what PDO means, everybody, just so you know. It's when you combine the team's shooting percentage with their save percentage, and their number is ridiculously high uh, right now. Uh, well past unsustainable. So, uh, yeah, look, at some point, that's, gotta, that's going to fall off for Vancouver. Might as well happen Saturday. I'm just saying like that would be a good time. I think for, for all of us, I think we'd all be on board for that. Um, thank you everybody for, for the super chats there. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I mean, Oh man, this going back up to this, to the top of the comments, everybody just freaking out. The shootout curses over from James, a shootout win in this economy. Thin. Oh my gosh, Sean, 56 had himself a game. I'm telling you, the hometown hero narrative tonight for K uh, for Yamamoto, just insane. So awesome. As Nicole saying, insane. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Really, really happy for him. That's got to feel good to, to do it in Seattle. And it's just got to feel, it's, just, it's I mean, it's got to feel great all the time, to be perfectly honest. But it was, it was really good. I always like a game when it's, you know, kind of one person that you can really just be like, all right, they, they there are tap, tip your cap to them. That, that's some good stuff right there for sure. Be with the super chat. Thank you very much. So Yamo Winter Classic jersey incoming for me, I think. Was trying to decide who to get, but I think tonight's clutch performance has swayed me. See, this is what the, the narratives of the good good performance from one player does. I think that's a great choice, B. I mean, he's going to be a part of this team this year uh, in a big way. I mean, he's 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 looked really, really good. Obviously, the coaching staff's taken notice. They've been promoting him kind of up the lineup. He gets that top unit power play usage, all that good stuff, which is, of course, where he got his goal tonight. How about that? Also, by the way, all the goals from the power play unit today. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love that the Kraken power play is finally watchable for the first time in three years. I actually get excited for power plays. It's a, it's a good feeling. Uh, <laughs> Chip with the super chat. Thank you very much. Grubauer was about to lose me with some various mistakes throughout the game, but that shootout performance and the sticking to clear the puck in overtime with that all good emoji. Yeah. I, I thought Grubauer's stick work throughout this one was actually like even even in regulation, he was using his stick to block passes uh, up to the net front. Right. Kind of got got burned by that for the first goal first goal from Anders Lee. Um, it's it's just one of those tip in in front. Right. Dumoulin's tying him up, but he didn't tie up the stick. 
And uh, after that, I felt like Grubauer was like, okay, this is what the Islanders are trying to do, especially on the power play. I'm going to def- defend my own crease, basically, right? He plays further back in his crease. We know that about him. He's not a, he's not somebody who comes out and challenges. He likes to play his angles. And um, he decided, all right, I'm going to have to use my stick tonight. And that's what we saw. And yeah, that is one of the most clutch like poke checks a, a goalie can have, especially in a three-on-three overtime. That's one where you... The moment that enters your your brain and you think you can do it, you've got to commit to it. You've got to make it happen because, you know, all the time, really, if you miss on those, you're in trouble. But especially in three on three overtime, you're not going to have, you know, defense in and around you to kind of help bail you out if it goes wrong. Great, great work from from Philip Grubauer. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, <laughs> just so much excitement in, in chat. I love to see it all. Michael, Maddie looking more like Maddie now producing more offensively lately. Uh, we knew it had to come right is his underlying numbers, the possession metrics, all that stuff was just rock solid for Maddie. Didn't matter who he was playing with. His lines were really driving possession for the Kraken. I'm really happy that things are starting to fall his way more consistently now. Right. And the, the counting stats are catching up to the performance and the, the stuff that he's been putting out there. It is definitely nice for for that uh schultz it all makes sense now crack we're blowing leads trying to fix their shootout issues thanks guys can we please go on a winning run now i mean hopefully we were really talking about this and then striatic cpa fans needed this i i really do i'm with you right and there was some stuff right from some media members on twitter i want to ask rj about this about how the game started maybe um with i've seen some stuff about low energy certainly was not low energy later on in this game as the kraken really got going but yes i got to imagine uh home fans really really happy for this one light with the super chat here obviously he had a great game but by comparison isn't that far from the guys he replaced happy for him and the discord got a baby yams photo oh i'm gonna have to check that out over on the discord afterwards light thanks for posting that um i i yes he had a great game and i know what you mean about you know he's 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 doing what the guys last year did right he's he's doing what sprong did he's doing what geeky did he's doing what donato did right he is trying to fill that void and there's been plenty of times where rj and i have talked about him in that way right he is the guy who's in there winning uh, board battles consistently he's battling net front consistently he's he is generating offense in kind of his own way it's a little bit different than say sprong just coming in and firing it off every chance he got um but he he is he is being that like you know next level contributor right after the, the those those top guys for the crack and the guys that they're paying all the big bucks to all that kind of stuff yamamoto has done a really good job of kind of filling in and, and being that good secondary option and, and we're really seeing that now <laughs> uh lots of stuff let's see uh Okay, what is what is the sick joke our power play is now? Sick, disgusting, automatic. I'm telling you, and isn't it great? Like that's that's how all the other fan bases have felt all along when they get power plays, right? They get excited. They they're like, wow, we could get a goal here. This changed the game. And now we as Kraken fans get to experience that too. That's that's some special stuff right there. <laughs> really happy to to see it there. Um <laughs> Daniel, we could win in a shootout. We could turn the season around. That is very true. It's it's not Thanksgiving yet. It's not Thanksgiving yet. Uh, Nicole, this was the this was the least cracking game ever. Only power play goals and shootout win. It is that is true as well. It's not what we're used to. But hey, if that's what it takes to get it done, then I I will take it. Lindsay was also a shootout win in this economy. I love that so much. Um, go check yourself. Everly getting a shootout goal was poetic. Maddie was electric tonight. We've beaten a bad team, so that's a good thing. Yes, this was definitely the kind of game that the Kraken kind of needed to rebound. Uh, you know, we know the Oilers have their faults, but they still have their superstars. The Islanders, though, I mean, this is a team that is struggling. They're, they were str- certainly struggling to score nine goals in their last five games. Not very good getting Varlamov tonight. Um, and and I thought the Kraken, you know, maybe, you know, ideally, do you not want this to have to go to a shootout, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, probably. But you know what? This is the kind of bounce back performance momentum builder that I do feel like the Kraken needed. And look, the bottom line is they took care of business. They got the two points. Doesn't matter how you get the two points as long as you get the two points, right? And the, the Kraken were able to get the two points tonight. So that's... That is definitely good. Um, 
Let's see. Also, amazing how a slight change of sequencing can change my feelings about a three-on-three -three end of regulation. A three-three end of regulation <laughs> by Ren. Yeah, it can, right? Isn't that isn't that kind of nuts? Isn't that kind of nuts? How fast that can happen? Um, good night, Pablo. Uh, Fusion Mix. Technically, that was not Kraken Hockey, considering our shootout history, but I will take it. I said the same thing, right? Game ends. Forslund's like, that's Kraken Hockey, baby. And I was like, and I literally just said out loud to Afro. I was like, is it though? Is it really though? <laughs> winning in a shootout like that is that cracking hockey? I don't know. Uh, but but winning is cracking hockey, and it's it's great to be um great to be back with with that uh, in here. Um, Yamamoto's amazing. My favorite offseason pickup for sure. He's awesome from B there. Love it. Put on my reverse retro for the shootout, and it is now officially uncursed from Infamous. There, oh, I love to hear that. Get that reverse retro. Yes, I should. I should have put one on for this before we got going. That's that was a good. That's a good idea, uh, George. This one belongs to Gru and Yams. Great performances. Finally, a shootout win. I feel like this one just jumped on me. Was desperately needed for locker room morale. Need to tighten up and stop the sloppy penalties. Yes, uh, the Kraken did a really good job through a lot of that stretch, right? When they were missing Brandon Tanev of, of playing a very disciplined game. They were only taking one or two penalties a game in part, I think, because they knew their PK was really sadly missing, sorely missing uh, Brandon Tanev. We, we know that they didn't perform the greatest in those situations, but he's back now. The PK was starting to look better. I'm with you. They've gotten, they've taken a lot of penalties these last couple games. They, they, they have. Uh, that is something they're going to need to work on. But, you know, as long as your power play, I guess, is converting at a better rate than the other, you're doing something. Uh, and you can you can kind of stem that tide a little bit. Chip, it's another super chat. Thank you very much, Chip. Uh, this was one game, but how do you feel about New York Islanders being a good benchmark for where we are, considering we went all the way to round eight of a shootout? Fair question. All right. So I guess I was just talking about that a little bit, right? The idea of, you know, the Islanders are a bad team. You, you kind of needed this to, to let yourself at least know that, you know, you can get a win. You can beat teams that are probably worse than you. I would say definitely on paper, the Islanders are worse than the Kraken. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm fine with it going near a shootout and I'm fine with it being a lengthy shootout process if that's what it was going to take to kind of exercise all the demons that the Kraken had built up over the last week or so, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them facing some tough adversity and really having to, you know, have it all on the line, have it be some stressful moments, really, you know, white knuckle on their sticks as they're dealing with a shootout round after round. I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, kind of closeness, especially considering the fact that they are on the second day of back-to-back -back nights. They had to travel last night after that Oilers game, right? Get in super early this morning, throws off the whole system. Then you got to, you know, get to sleep for a little while. Then you got a morning skate. Then you got to go back and nap. Then you got to come back and play the game. That in and of itself would be enough. But really, I think the, the bigger deal with this is if this is what it took for them to really feel like, look, our backs are against the wall, but we were able to fight through it. I, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm really, really okay with that. Because, you know, look, they blew a lead in this one. Then they were behind, then they came back to tie it, and then ultimately you win it. That's still ultimately the story. I think that emotional trajectory for them in this one is going to be is going to be healthy and good, and it's something that they needed. So in this particular instance, I'm going to say it's a good thing. If this was just a middle of, you know, wherever in the schedule, one-off night against the Islanders, I'd be a little more like, yeah, you maybe should have just taken care of that one. But in this case, I, I really do think that there was a little something about that. Um, Medeiros. Oh, I hope you're maybe still here, Medeiros. I know this is from a while ago. Can't stay in chat, but look at us trying something new in the first three rounds of a shootout. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I attempted to read every single comment that's like that. I really am. Uh, Casey, three out of four points on a back-to-back. -back. Not bad, eh? No, it's not. And that's, that's what I said last night, right? If they were able, they got the point last night, and that did set up the building block for today. If you're able to get the two points today, you, you have salvaged that. As ugly as it may end up have being, and this game had its moments, um, you still walked away with three out of four points from the back-to-backs. I think that's important. That is something that they needed this kind of week before Thanksgiving. Stop the bleeding from that that first Oilers game, then that Avalanche game. 
that it is it's the, it's exactly the kind of stuff that they needed so i'm i'm okay with it um uh, daniel maybe we won't tie last year's flames with 17 overtime losses oh my goodness i'm not gonna lie this that thought had crossed my mind as well daniel just because boy we were we were going to a lot of overtimes and it, it really does feel like this kraken team has that ability to kind of play up or down to whoever their opponent is which will lead to a lot of overtime games and uh, it's good to know that they we know now definitively that they can win in a shootout. That's a big deal. Glad, glad we got to see that from them. I uh, think we think we needed that. Uh, definitely. Uh, just just a little bit. Uh, Maddie wore the reverse retro to undo the curse. So lots of people getting in with the reverse retro jerseys. And, and here we go. Getting them uncursed. I'm glad to hear it for everybody. Get to go out and wear it with pride. Watch these Kraken games with it. Sounds good. Lindsay, the Kraken are undefeated on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Beat the Caps in year one. An overtime win over the Rangers last year with me in attendance. No wonder Gru wears that mask the whole month. Now, he didn't wear it after the Avalanche game. There was one game so far this month he hasn't worn it, if I'm if I'm remembering right. So, um, But yes, uh, he... It's a sweet mask. I love seeing it again. The, the, the moments with Paul we talked about already, uh, what it means to me personally. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great night. And, and yes, the fact that the Kraken then match that with some wins, certainly not going to complain about that. Um, Milo, wasn't our last shootout win also like seven rounds? Doesn't bode well for my health. Agreed. It's not the greatest thing in the world uh, for, for the old ticker. I'm trying to remember. It might have been a long shootout. I don't know if it was seven rounds the last win. I wanted, I thought we won one that was like four. Originally, was that the one in Detroit? Might have been their first one. And I'm misremembering which one was their last one. I, I'd have to look at it later. Um, Casey, let's see. Uh, that's a response to somebody else. Uh, Van Vancouver is legit. Great. Great PDO or no. I just want to see another solid 60 on Saturday night. I agree with you, Sean, right? 60 minutes. I, if we, they just get back to playing 60 full minutes each and every night, I will be okay, right? That's that's what you want as a fan is just to know that your team's got that effort level. They're putting it out there. They're playing hard in front of you, right? That's the kind of stuff that you want to see. And the bottom line is if you do play that way, you're going to have good results in there too. It's it's very few teams can do what the Kraken kind of did year one where you, you put out that effort every night and you just can't somehow win hockey games. Uh, I really didn't think that would be the case this year. And, and so far in the games where the Kraken have it, they, they end up on the whim, right? On the uh, winning. They, they do do a good job with it. Uh, Dave, don't forget to like the stream. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Um, Rebecca, I was on record calling for Gru Stick to get first star. Yes, Yamamoto gets first star. Gru not even on there, actually. But uh, you know what? I Hang that stick up in the locker room or somewhere around Climate Pledge Arena. That that thing's an icon now. It just is. It is. Uh, let's see. Um, Ren, hey, power play was decent at the start of last year. At least they scored. Don't remember how they looked. It's true. I... I don't remember them having the same level of puck movement. Like this is very much a newer development. I think even, even at the beginning of this year, they didn't have this much puck movement. Um, I like how they're deploying Maddie, right? He obviously gets another power play goal in this one, but the way they're creating space for him and getting him open over there on his side, over on that side and letting him walk in and kind of pick his spots and make something happen. Those, those are new looks that they did not, they, those didn't exist before this. I, I will I will say that. I, I'll stand on that ground. James, Maddie's goal coming on a shot, not between the glove and a pad. Of course, he relapsed and tried that in the shootout. Just thought worth noting since his shot location has been discussed. I'm with you, James. I noticed the goal goes in. It's all good. In the shootout, I was like, dude. And it, it looked like Varlamov had the book on Maddie, didn't it? He kept his glove so low. I don't remember ever really seeing a goaltender keep their glove basically plastered to their pad as they drop down into butterfly. That's got to be very uncomfortable actually on, on Varlamov's part. Uh, but it just, it was just like, he knew all the way, like, this is where this kid's shooting. I know it. I don't even have to think about this one. <laughs> That's great, James. Good stuff there. Uh, Joey gave Gru some tips for being more aggressive with his stick. Love how much they both support and root for each other's success. It's so wholesome from Lindsay. Agreed. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. I was talking about how it felt like Joey was learning a lot more about angles and his positioning was a lot more um, sound 
these last couple starts from him. And I, I pondered on whether or not grew was working with him on that or, or the goaltending coach, right? Briere, if he, if he was helping out with it as well. Um, I, yeah, they're definitely communicating and that's what you want out of a tandem like this, especially given that, you know, the relationship right now, it's, it isn't just one person's crease and then the other guy's a backup, right? They, they are truly sharing the crease. They are sharing these duties and, and they're both on board with look, Whatever's going to be better for this team, we want to do. And, and that's just the perfect spot to be in. Oh, it's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Light with another super chat. Thank you very much, Light. Really appreciate it. I believe our last shootout win was against Chicago in January of 2022. That's nearly two years ago. Oh, oh, making me feel old. Um, I wouldn't doubt that, though. Uh, and you're you're generally pretty on it with that stuff light so yeah it would not surprise me i mean maybe maybe we could ask rj here rj are you aware that we believe at least in chat here the last shootout win for the seattle kraken was against chicago in january of 2022 uh that's that's a long time ago um <laughs> i thought it was wasn't it new jersey with, with maddie Beneers, uh first goal that night that was later in the season, right? That would have been later. That would have been March, I believe. Yeah. April, maybe. Because I remember looking it up after the sixth straight shootout loss. And anyway, it was 579 days ago, uh, whenever that was. <laughs> okay, it was light. A long time. Yeah. Light coming in here. Sorry, it was Montreal in March of 2022. Navarre saying April. So maybe it was. Maybe we it was. It was going. New Jersey. Yeah, in April, April, yeah. April 16th, 22. Still, though, yikes. Been a while. But RJ. Started us off with the defenseman. It wasn't the same lineup. But look at this result. I know. I, I when Justin Schultz hopped over the boards, I was like, a defenseman? Not one of the three I had identified, but still, I'll take it. I'll take it, Haxtell. He was trying some different things there. And you know, he did admit after the game that they have struggled in the shootout in the past and you know, maybe was looking at some different things. I was gonna say, were you jumping up and down on the press bridge when you saw that making everybody else a little nervous with how that thing can bounce already? No, I, I uh, managed to restrain myself a little bit. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it. I had to like double check. I, I just I couldn't really accept it until I saw him already moving with the puck. And at that point, I kind of had to be on it uh, in case he scored, ready to record it. Yes, uh, oh, that's a good good idea. Um, this one was was an interesting game, RJ. Uh, you know, first first, just your overall thoughts on it. What was the arena like? Because I saw some stuff earlier on in the game from some other media outlets, maybe about the energy level in the building. But then, as the Kraken get going, score three out of four on the power play, right? Uh, I mean, this was this was a, a good, solid kind of pick me up win for them. I feel like. Yeah, it was a much needed get right game and the kind of thing that I was hoping for when I talked about maybe a plus side that the schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. You're going to get some easier opponents. And I think they certainly got that in the New York Islanders tonight, um, you know, who kind of throughout the game had certain moments where, you know, I think they helped the Kraken along a little bit, but it's fine. The Kraken took advantage of those opportunities. Uh, as for the atmosphere in the building, you know, there were a noticeable number of empty seats. You know, I, I will say that, and it's kind of predictable, I think, on the second half of back-to-backs against an Eastern Conference opponent that, you know, no one really, they're not a whole lot of Islanders fans in the building, I'll say that much. Um, but, you know, I, I understand that. But yeah, the fans did get into it once the game got going. It, it mm -hmm. feels like for games like this, you know, where it's not necessarily totally packed, the people who are there are the ones who really want to be here. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, that that kind of it levels out the noise, uh, you know, the, the, the sound, I think. Although I said not many fans in Islanders jerseys, there's a uh, fairly big group down there. A lot of them wearing Matt Barzell jerseys right now, uh, doing a little meet and greet uh, there with, with, I think, Barzell's down there out by the ice. All right. Well, that's cool to see the, the former T-Bird there get, getting some love. Um, Katie just got home from the game. So happy to get a win, but didn't feel great to watch in person. Watch last night's game and feel like we played worse tonight. Glad we can win games like this. So I, I talked about it a little bit earlier, RJ. I won't go into the whole spiel for everybody who already heard it in chat here, but um, I, I did feel like, you know, look, traditionally, normally, middle of nowhere in the schedule, I would be a little like, eh, you maybe should have done better against this Islanders team. 
But given everything that they've gone through, RJ, the Kraken, this is the kind of game that they needed to exercise all of their demons, right? You gave up a lead. You were down. You tied the game. You ultimately won it. You were you had your back up against the wall at multiple different points. You had to deal with making mistakes and the other team capitalizing on it. But ultimately, you were still able to win it. And I feel like that's kind of what the Kraken needed to go through, whether it's against the Islanders or anybody. That's just what they needed to prove to themselves they can get past. Right. I mean, they, they just needed two points in the worst way, I think, out of this game. And, and I will say to the comment, like, you're not wrong. Like, honestly, overall, I think the Kraken played worse tonight than they did against Edmonton. Their opponent was much worse than against Edmonton, and I think that helps you. Um, but, you know, I, I don't wanna, didn't want to come out here with a ton of negativity, you know, right off the bat. But you know what? You have to win ugly sometimes. I, yeah. I, in the NHL regular season, you have to win ugly. You just have to bank points how you can. You have to get two points against a bad team like the New York Islanders. And, you know, it wasn't the easiest path, but they did it. And hopefully it provides some confidence going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, they no, I, they didn't play better from an analytic standpoint, I will say that. Uh, that being said, the Matty Beneers line being reunited with Jared McCann and Jordan Everly, RJ. Ooh, the possession numbers for that line. Incredible oh, yeah. tonight. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Dylan, do you think it was, I, I know you kind of alluded to this a little bit just now, but do you think it was better that they went through some of that process of like, basically the, we're going to blow it process. And I'm talking about mm -hmm. start of the third, you know, lazy yep. second period, start of the third period, Vince Dunn takes a, takes a dumb penalty. They give up the goal on the power play right afterwards. And everything is just set up for them to blow this game. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think it's almost better they went through that? I, I think I kind of detected in your, in your answer yeah. that maybe you thought it was. Yeah, it is. I, I do. I, I think that that is something that they needed to know that they could fight through that, right? Like, you need that confidence boost of, hey, if we go at this hard enough, right, we, we can get it done. We can do this. And, yeah, you get helped out a little bit, right? You get to go on the power play a couple minutes later. Yamamoto's able to score, all that kind of good stuff. But, hey, that is that is what, in my opinion, what they needed. They needed to go through eight rounds of a shootout, RJ, just to just to walk away with a win, a nice hard-fought win. I think that's better for them than if they had just walked out and say one four to four one or something, right? I, I don't know that that would have set them up for long-term you know, it would have answered a lot of the questions they've had coming at them and probably what they've been talking about internally as much. All right. Fair enough. What do I know? Uh, <laughs> I'm just a guy on the Internet. Uh, uh, Sean, it's literally a week to Black Friday. Truly shocked. We have not heard anything about the Winter Classic sweaters. Vibes make tomorrow a great day for the release. That they do. However, we did get a, a helpful tip over on the Discord earlier from a season ticket holder. Uh, Lonnie, if you're in here, it was you. Um, and and uh, they said that their season ticket hold, uh, rep told them November 22nd. Yep. So, so take that for we'll what see. it's worth. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, and if you're not on the that. Discord, you should be. Because yes, cool stuff like stuff that like comes that. up. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, super chat here from Duthin. The curse is over. Oh, man, I'm so relieved. Yeah, they got the shootout curse over, RJ. And then I've been seeing a ton of people in here talking about throwing on their reverse retros for this one and breaking the curse there with those jerseys as well. So lots of curses being broken, RJ. Lots of happy people. I love it. I saw a few people, too, on Twitter just showing the picture of the reverse retro jersey, just feeling hopeless, like, fine, let's just go with this. Why not? And I think <laughs> it worked out tonight. Uh, Katie, I was chanting Larson at CPA. Didn't get that far down the shootout list. <laughs> I know. I, eight shooters in. That's more than a third of the team. I, I They didn't get to one of my three defensemen, but uh, I don't know. Maybe next eight-round shootout. I was I was waiting for that after Schultz. I was like, if, if the next person's not Alexiak or Larson, RJ's going to be bummed. <laughs> I was a little bit uh let's see i've i've been liking tanev playing on the wenberg line from jake there i mean i you know we've talked about tanev so much yesterday obviously he continued it all today wenberg though rj back-to-back -back games back-to-back -back nights and if you go back to that colorado game he had one taken off the board there on some questionable goaltender interference wenberg's really trying to silence those critics he is. I mean, two-game goal-scoring streak and just looking a lot more confident, too. There was a play in the third period also where we pointed out that uh, Wenberg, I think he kind of had like a two-on-one opportunity, chance to pass the puck, and he just shot it. And yeah. we were kind of wowed by that. We were surprised to see it. Um, he gets a nod in the shootout, you know, doesn't score, but like shows the confidence Haxtell has in him. 
Um, you know, I, I like his game these last, you know, last few games is really starting to pick it up and him and Maddie scoring tonight. Again, those two guys just really needed that confidence boost. That is huge. Uh, even regardless of the outcome, you know, it's, it's just really big for them. I was saying after the first period, like however this game goes, you got right. goals for those two. And that's really big. It is really big. And I, I do think that that was, that's going to do a lot for them. And just, I mean, really they've been playing well, especially Maddie. Right. But, just to kind of regress up to that meme. Like that's, yeah. that is good stuff. And have you talked about Maddie yet? Cause from the mm -hmm. first shift, he just looked so fast. Like he mm -hmm. had that extra step and I was, you know, I had that tweet. I was just getting ready to send and I send. And then like five seconds later, he scores on the power play. I'm just, I felt like good things were coming for him. And I mean, sure enough, the efforts rewarded. Yeah, no, he looked fantastic tonight. We talked about him a little bit earlier, so I won't spend too much time okay. on it, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, Maddie's Maddie's, hopefully back right like like yeah. you know, in the counting stat category he's kind of been there all year but hopefully the the points add up uh chip with third super chat today thank you very much chip thank you uh does dunn have you worried as much as he has me worried he's been really hot-headed getting unnecessary penalties but he has the points to back it up now that is true and that's kind of the key is he's kind of backing it up rj when it comes to helping create offense and he's been playing you know pretty good defensively this year everybody seems to be struggling on the back end for this team um it does does dunn have you worried uh the, the penalties you know a little certainly if this game had gone the other way and the kraken couldn't have tied it in third i'd say absolutely um, but you know, you got to think as the Kraken start to string together wins and if they can kind of turn this thing around overall, the hot-headedness is going to reduce a little bit and he's going to calm down. Um, so I'm, I'm not super worried at the moment, but yeah, the, the discipline is an issue. You know, I'm not just mm -hmm. going to kind of let that slide because it could have been very dangerous tonight. Um, but yeah, not, not ready to hit the panic button on Vince Dunn quite yet. Uh, we did talk to him after this game too, though, and you know, a lot of talk on, on the the strength of the power play he was able to kind of break down some stuff there um but i like to right off the bat they asked like you know the shootout curse lifted you know how great does that feel and he's like well you know it's a skills competition so you know it's whatever it's really unpredictable uh you know but feels good so i like him you know criticizing the shootout right off the bat i'll give him credit for that yes that is true um vince dunn i don't know if this includes the two he picked up tonight or not uh 33 penalty minutes according to the NHL.com this year, had 55 all of last year. So he is well on his way to breaking that pace uh, as far as that stuff's concerned. But at the same time, 16 points in 18 games. I mean, that's impressive, right? We had questions about whether or not he could repeat what he did last year. He is, <laughs> from, a, yeah. from a point standpoint. And as we thought it might, it looks a little bit different too. He's producing more on the yep. power play, which he wasn't doing last year. Yes, and that was something that the Kraken definitely needed. Uh, everybody, just because there's still so many people in here, I'm kind of jumping more towards the lower half of chat here. So if, if I missed you know, your comment earlier, feel free to throw it in down here. Um, 1000 XP asking, why doesn't the home team shoot second in shootouts? Do they get a choice? Uh, they do get a choice, and some coaches will choose different ways. And you know, I, I understand on the skaters, right? You know, you know what the guy in front of you's done. You know what that shot, if it's going to win it or lose it for you. But it's the flip side for the goalies. And I know some goalies kind of like to have it where they're second, you know, where if their team scores, they've got the chance to go win the game with a save. Uh, it all depends on preferences there. You know, some teams will do something, some teams will do the other. What's your preference? Because I like shooting second. I like the idea of putting more pressure on the other team's shooters to have to score if you score. Yep, I like that idea too. I, I generally prefer going second, but of course, if I'm a coach, I'm just asking the players. Yes. Uh, the goalie, light... really, first and foremost. Well, that's true. You do need to kind of know your goaltender and if they can handle that or not. I got to imagine almost every goaltender would just be like, yeah, I can handle that. And then, and then yep. be like, uh, that's the way I would be anyway. Um, light with another super chat uh, tonight as well. Thank you very much, Light. Could you imagine the Pims on a Dunn Evans theoretical D pair next season, LMAO? Also, Big Rig, in my opinion, has been our most consistent defensive defenseman this year. So I'm, I'm trying to pull up right now the, the penalty minutes from Riker Evans this year, RJ. Only has eight so far this year, but did have 74 last year in 71 games. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, maybe there would be a little something to that. There would be a little bit of like a, you know, a point per game, but also like a nasty kind of matchup there. Yeah. And both guys, not the biggest frames either. Mm -hmm. They play kind of similar. They've got a similar game, but I guess they've got a temper. 
no, I, I mean, well, we certainly know about the Dundertaker, right? And what, yeah. what he does. Uh, that would be very, very interesting though. I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, if, Hey, look, if you're in a fantasy league where, where PIMS are accounted stat, Vince Dunn, probably a really good defenseman to have right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see, Sean saying that was a bad penalty that he took. It seems to happen far too frequently. Um, Jessica, done do what done do. If he's going to get the penalty minutes, though, I'd prefer he'd punch someone like he used to. <laughs> yeah, get your money's worth. Another game, RJ, and Jared McCann's in there throwing hands. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, got out of there quickly enough, at least. I was going to say, I like the fire. I like the, the energy, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I like, I, I don't like him doing it. Um, Zoe, if Dunn were to continue at his current pace for points, he would have 72 by the end of the season, which I believe is more than last year. This assumes he continues though. Uh, yeah, that would be more than last year. Cause he had what? 64, I believe 64 the Kraken's yeah. point leader last year. Can you look that up easily? Uh, who who was the Kraken's point leader last year? Yeah, yeah, I could I can look that up fairly easily. Um, Vince, it wasn't him though, right? Like uh, McCann, McCann had that, right? Yeah. I, so I was trying to see. It basically, I'm trying to see if he's on pace for you know a, a, the highest point total ever by a Kraken player. Yeah, that would be McCann had 70 points last year, which That's is more than I believe Yanni had year one when he led the team. Yeah, Yanni. Oh, oh no, McCann led it with 50 year one. So. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, Vince Dunn on, on route to have the best point season of any player ever in Kraken history. There you go. Uh, <laughs> maybe some other guys on this roster too at the moment, but you know. uh, let's see. Um, am I off base to be a little concerned about the recent play of Will Borgen? Asks Sean. I, it hasn't been great, especially in and around the net. I mean, we saw that again tonight, RJ, especially on that first goal. This wasn't Will Borgen, but it was, it was Dumoulin, but he ties up the body just didn't tie up the stick. Arguably a little bit more important there uh, for the thing to be focusing on. But I feel like that is also something that Will Borgen has struggled with this year too, which is why I bring up that kind of more fresh example. Yeah, and you've sounded the alarm the last couple games before this one. And you're right, that, that Dumoulin play, you know, it's you're, you're taught as a kid too, and you were good at teaching the kids this, you want to get under them and kind of lift the stick mm -hmm. up so it can't be a target and can't do anything. Instead, he goes top down. And, you know, he kind of ties up the arms, but the stick's still there as a target. There's been a few of those from Kraken defensemen recently, and, and Borgen is usually the guy at the center of that. Yes, uh, that is true. Sergey, are we going to make the playoffs? RJ, playoffs? 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 You're talking I know, about you playoffs? I know you do the voice so much better than I do. Um, I mean, look, this this uh, win gives the Kraken. I'm trying to see how many points were points here. 14. Does that include this game? Yeah, I think. Huh, I think it's. 16 I don't know. It does. Now. I think it's 16 now. I mean, that that puts you right in there. You're not in the wild card uh, spot yet, but if the Kraken are able to use this to build some momentum, RJ, right? You keep working like this. You're able to get, you know three out of four points whenever you got these back-to-backs you're able to kind of keep moving in that direction they have the they have the roster right they have the depth to get it done you've got the goaltending you got to imagine defense can be worked with a little the special teams is showing up right the, those are the things that you need if you are going to be in that hunt and, and try to make it yeah and take care of games against teams like this you've got calgary coming up next week and you got san jose coming up next week you have to win those two games and, you know, it's it's good to see them at least get the two points against an inferior team. Just know that they can do that. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to have to continue to do it. Yes. Uh, Lindsay, Money Puck gives the Kraken a 26.6% chance of making the playoffs. Let's see if that trends up or down over the next few games. That's fascinating because before this game, RJ, I believe they were at 10% on Money Puck. I did so see that, yeah. That's a, that's a big help. <laughs> big jump uh those two points which is also why i don't tend to pay attention to things like that early in the season where one game can so dramatically swing what it is it's like uh uh the nhl is it nhl e right the, the kind of like prospects you know points projection type thing for prospects and they'll have one bad game and it like craters them and then a great game and they're like a straight lineup uh but yeah no this is this is the direction they need to be heading in and they're still in that take it one day at a time, though. That's that's where they're at. You got to focus on Vancouver and and slowing down the PDO, RJ. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to do it. 
That's what I said. PDO benders, they can just end in an instant, right? It can fall off a cliff fast. There's no reason to think it can't happen here. Um, Jake, two points out of a wild card, but with less games in hand. That is true. You do have that issue of, for some reason, the NHL wanted the Kraken to play all of their games right away for some reason. Uh, So the Kraken are going to have to work through that. Fusion Mix. Last year, we were hot in November, kind of rancid in December, and then we had the legendary Martin Jones run into January. Maybe we flipped this year, heading for a hot December. I mean, there's still time to turn this into a hot November. Plenty of games left in November. You know, it's part of this packed schedule that you were just talking about. Uh, You know, if they can kind of use this game as a springboard, I mean, again, there's a lot of games left in this month. You don't have to wait. No, you don't. And I think it would be better if you didn't either, given the fact that you have played a lot more games. And there's there's some, you know, good good games on the schedule up ahead. But like I said, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to, you know, throw throw away my own advice. It's it's Vancouver next and, and trying to beat them and slow them down. And wouldn't that be fun, everybody? Oh, that'd be fun in Vancouver. Be, it would be very fun. Oh, I love that. I love the idea of that. Going back up into chat uh, while some people throw in some, some more comments down at the bottom. Again, if I if I had to skip it, I had to skip a big chunk earlier. So if I missed your comment, you want it read. We haven't talked about what you want talked about. Throw it in there now for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Sean, absolutely love seeing Schultz come out there. And of course, thought of you guys. Hack is clearly an ECH community guy, right? Uh I don't know I'd go that far, but hey, well, I have, mean, the fact that he threw a defenseman out there. I was just going to say, I mean, have you asked him? I have not asked him. That's true. We don't We don't know. Don't know. It's uh, <laughs> a good one. Uh, let's see. Lindsay, the, oh, just totally jumped on me. Lindsay, the Kraken had to win their first shootout since early 2022 in eight rounds. Having an easy breezy three-round affair was simply not an option. Exercising the shootout demons required drama. I'm with Lindsay here. I mean, that's that's preaching what I've been saying too. Yeah, we got plenty of it. That shootout. <laughs> Definitely damage case. Hey, hey, what do you say? How's it going, damage case? And then also throwing in the that's cracking hockey, baby. I turned to, to Afra RJ when Forslund said that after the eighth round of the shootout, and I said, Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> that's strikingly different from cracking hockey, baby, and we're here for it that's true uh that's true um let's see sean definitely need to take this one game at a time starts with 60 65 strong in vancouver on saturday night i mean how about that though rj i think that is still the biggest story of this i haven't talked about it with you a ton kraken they played the full game they played the full 65 in this one and that's i think what a lot of us wanted to see are you going to disagree with that well i'm going to say that the players and the coach kind of disagreed with that no, I, I think, no, look, I, I think Sean highlighted the second period. They were not very good. Um, Haxtell seemed to agree with that. And as for the overtime, as there's the 65 element of it, what'd you think of the overtime from the Kraken? I mean, they didn't control possession the way that they did, but I thought overall it was slightly more entertaining than we're used to seeing. You know what Haxtell had to say about it? Oh, it was awful, I'm sure. Burn the tape, he said. Burn the tape of that overtime. He was not a fan. Personally, I'm. if you're going to burn the tape, if you're one team doing it, I'd say the Islanders. I thought they were terrible in that overtime. Some baffling decisions to just give up the puck, take yes. low-quality shots. I mean, that was one of the dumbest overtimes I've seen from a team on the mm-hmm. Islanders' side. Um, so, I mean, there's that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I wouldn't say the full 65. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be alone there. <sighs> Hextall and the and overtime. I'm just saying, look, we had, and yeah, I'll give you the second period, but the fact that the Kraken reached double digit shots in the third period for like the first time in weeks, I, I take you know, the it. The third period, absolutely. I'll take you know, it. That's, you know, yeah, I'll take, you know, the first or what, the last like 17 minutes of the, of the third, you know, the beginning was a little rough, but yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. The third period, strongest third period they've had in a long time. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Becca, be prepared for Berkey readjustment period again. I mean, that is that is something that will come up eventually. We're still, what, a couple weeks from that, though? Yeah, probably mid-December is when That's we're, what I was thinking. thinking. Yeah, so they could, they could get stuff right here. Lindsay, hey, it's an El Nino winter, so hotter than normal conditions are expected. Let's see if the Kraken are meteorologically... Ooh, fumbled that uh inclined lol and then also asking what would hackstall's ech handle be 
<laughs> that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Um, wait, no. What's the uh, the uh, get, well, I guess give a shit meters too long. Um, let's see. Monetization, RJ. Sorry, sorry. Work boots or something. No, lunch pail. <laughs> lunch pail hockey. That's the one. That, that would be that would be Hackstall for sure. Light. I bet Hack is secretly Duthin. It would be the perfect cover. Uh, Duthin is not saying anything to deny this. By the way, uh, <laughs> just just throwing that out there. Um, so Kraken hockey wasn't working considering our win loss record. That is true. Maybe it was time for a new definition of that's Kraken hockey, baby. Yeah. So just a little bit. Uh, they did not play well at the beginning from Sean. Well, I guess that's true. It took them a minute to get into this game, but I, I thought they recovered pretty well from that, um, Anders league goal at the beginning, RJ. Yeah. After that Anders legal, I think it was all Kraken from that point on through the whole rest of the first period. I mean, they just looked dominant, like the faster team, like clearly the better team. Uh, and yeah, the Islanders just couldn't hang with the speed and with the skill. And it was, it was kind of evident there. Second period's a different story. You know, the Islanders kind of dragged the Kraken into the mud, I thought, yeah. you know, into playing the kind of, you know, scrappy game that the Islanders want to play because they can't keep up with you skill wise. Uh, and I think the Kraken, you know, kind of fell into that trap a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, the, the third period, I thought the Kraken kind of found their speed, found their skill game again. Yeah. And I already mentioned it to everybody earlier, RJ, but I'll, I'll say it uh, again for you. Kraken lost faceoffs. That was the key. As it always yes, is. So. As it always is. That's Kraken hockey, baby. Lose <laughs> faceoffs and win the game. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Jake, everyone was bad in that overtime. Uh, I I would agree with that actually. Yes. I, I think that's that's very fair. <laughs> lots coaches of, will tell you the same. Lots of horrible turnovers that led to good rushes for the other team that they then just fumbled the bag completely with consistently. But you know what? That was entertaining, RJ. It was fun. It was. Yeah, it was. I'll give you that. Uh, Sean, two very uh, desperate and maybe not great teams tonight. Uh, I would agree with that too. They both both these teams really need to needed to bounce back on this one. Uh, Kraken just wanted to do bad to break the shootout curse, so that they were so they were flat in overtime on purpose. From B uh, comments, RJ. Uh, someone else brought that up earlier, actually, in chat was that the Kraken have been trying to get back to a shootout so that they could, you know, get rid of that curse. If that was the case, it would certainly explain what I saw out on the ice. Uh, the Islanders were trying to give this thing away. The Kraken would not take it. So I guess if that was their strategy, mission accomplished. Definitely. Got, got a couple ideas for, for Hackstall's name in here. Uh, Wendy with Media Hack, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> yep. And then Edward, who I knew Edward must have been must be working on this one. Hack and Slash. <laughs> it's Hack and Whack time. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Uh Riley, I think Burke uh Bur bleh, I think Burakovsky takes off once he's back. So far this season, Tanev and Eberly have both sustained injuries and were playing poorly before then and came back looking much better. That is true. I mean, and look, the way if the Kraken do get on a little bit of a roll because of the depth they have, they it's kind of a luxury that this team has, RJ. They can ease guys more back, you know, back into the lineup, really wait for them to be a hundred percent before they come back out. And and Riley's on to something. I mean, both those guys have looked great since coming back. Yeah, they have. And, uh, you know, having that extra energy, having, I think just having that time off as un, you know, as much as you don't want to really hope for an injury, I think it can be a blessing in disguise sometimes for certain guys, especially guys who are maybe on the older side on the Kraken roster, like a Tanever and Everly, who otherwise wouldn't really get that time off, just that, that little bit of a rest that I think can do wonders for a player over the course of a season. I think we saw it last year with Grubauer getting a rest there for a while while he was hurt with Martin Jones coming in and all of a sudden he's fresh going forward. You might see the same with Burakovsky. And look, on the podcast, we talked about a trade and you know who mm -hmm. could you bring in that could kind of give you a, a jolt. I mean, who better than Andre Burakovsky is kind of, you know, that addition, right? Unnecessary zippers. I totally forgot Burakovsky is on this team, lol. We could use someone exactly like him right now. And it's very true. I, I'm right there with it. And Rebecca, Berkey will have that new dad energy when he comes back. That is definitely true, too. We will, can't wait to see that. Uh, Sean, they let the Islanders dictate a little bit too much in the second. All right, I will give you all the second. All right, I, I'll do it. But the second period, Kraken just 
They figured out the end. That was more important, all right? That was more important than them figuring out the second period. Sergey, you know what I like the most? Schultz and Alexiak laughing after the shootout by Schultz and the rest of the team as well. Uh, I'm right behind the bench, so saw this with my eyes. That is cool. That is cool, RJ. I like that they were having some fun, even in that kind of tense moment, right? It's a shootout. Like, that's the game's on the line here, uh, but they're still having fun with it. Yeah, definitely. And I, again, this is a group that doesn't ever get intimidated by the moment. That's another kind of characteristic of these teams throughout uh, the three seasons or, you know, two and a bit seasons that we've seen so far here. Uh, you know, they keep it light. They have fun. And even though they were feeling probably a lot of pressure going into this game, you can't tell once they step on the ice. I mean, there was a moment uh, that I, I managed to capture on video and I, it was one of my favorite moments of the game where it was delayed penalty on the Islanders. Grubauer skates over the uh, Kraken bench. And he gets like right to the bench when the whistle goes. And so he's just on the outside of the bench and he just starts hanging out, talking with Joey for a while while they get ready for the face off. Yeah. Just over the side of the bench, just looking over at Joey. They're chatting for a bit, kind of tapping each other on the head. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun moment, but it shows the guys really keep it loose even during the game. That's that's big, especially given, right. One of the things that's been thrown around after the last week or so was the worry about, well, is there something going on in the locker room, right? Is that what's responsible for kind of the lack of effort issue or, or whatever it was that they're dealing with? And this very much, you know, this is all happening before the win. So that would tell me that, no, there isn't anything bad going on in the locker room. It's just, you know, they needed to figure out how to finish games. <laughs> so that's all. Sean, they won, and that's what matters most for sure, definitely. Um, Fusion uh, fusion mix. Schultz and Riggy are my favorite D-men. That makes me happy. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it is great to hear. Sarah, I'm just, I'm just very happy about this week. Got to see my friend have his NHL debut, uh, Malinsky, on the Avalanche. Oh, and cool. got a Kraken shootout win on my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Sarah. And that is really awesome. Yeah, that's great all around. Yeah, happy birthday. Glad you got to see that. I mean, you know, great week for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lindsay, I hope Gru gets the Vancouver game Saturday and we see Joey against Calgary given the career splits. That is a good point, RJ. And that's, yeah, I think I'd probably do that, especially after this one, ride the momentum with Grubauer. Yeah, that's how I'd go. I'd, that's how I'd break it down. Yep, good stuff there. B, I always forget Turbo is technically on the older side. He just has so much pep and energy. Turbo nickname exists for a reason. He, Yes, I definitely forget that he's one of the older guys on this team, RJ, given the way he plays. Right, well, he had a longer journey to the NHL. I mean, he didn't hit the NHL mm -hmm. until he's already in his mid-20s, so we haven't seen him for that long, uh, you know, up in the pros, but he's uh, he's been around. Yep, Fusion Mix. Wish we were in on Chris. Get the brothers back together. It'd be fun. Um, six penalty minutes already for Maddie. Someone clearly wants to sabotage Maddie's Lady Bing case early, RJ. Especially because both certainly last night with the whole Nugent Hopkins holding his stick one. That one, you could definitely argue sabotage. A little bit in the overtime one on this one, too, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's an odd one where you kind of get both of them. And look, I, I don't disagree with the call. Like, yeah, they kind of were both holding each other up and in away from the puck. Um, usually what they'll do is just kind of let that go since it's both guys doing it. But, um, you know, it, it's a choice. I don't think it's the wrong call. But certainly on the, the new holding the stick, you know, hooking one, I don't think that was a good call. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Lady Bing this year is certainly out the window given all the penalties early. Two games just in a row he gets a penalty. That back, no back to back seeing Maddie go up on stage at the NHL awards unless in until he just leads this team and wins the Hart Trophy, of course, for MVP. When the Kraken finished, you know, first in the division, uh, we're, good, we're gonna get there. All right, very special stuff here. I got a super chat from Paul. I am very happy I got two wins for both my hockey fights, Cancer Knights. RJ, I mean, we talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier, Paul. I, I figured you weren't in yet because you were at the game. Uh, you crushed it. You absolutely killed it. It was fantastic. Uh, loved the emotion. Loved, your voice was strong. It was powerful. I got to imagine it was great to be there in person for it, RJ. Okay, it was even better to see it in person. I mean, he did a fantastic job. And it was so great to chat with you, Paul, before the game, too. I mean, it was great to just kind of get that FaceTime with you, get to catch up and, uh, you know, hear about how you're doing. And, I mean, it's just such an inspirational moment. I, I You know, it, there are a lot of people up in that press box kind of getting emotional at everything going on. Um, and, you know, we, we thank you for that, Paul. We thank you for doing everything you possibly could to put the right energy in the building tonight, to set the mm -hmm. tone, to get the boys going. And I mean, you could see it in the results. Oh, definitely. And yes, very happy that 
picked up another win for yourself there, Paul. Uh, just racking them up right now against against cancer, against other NHL teams. It's awesome. Love it, love it. Uh, Sergeant Pickles in here with the super chat as well. Just got home, had to leave with five minutes in the third because of the little man. Let's Aww. go. Absolutely needed that W. Was, was he there, Sergeant Pickles? Is, it, is that like a first game? Let me know. Um, but yeah, no, it's fantastic win. This one, Sergeant Pickles. Everybody, I mean, it's just great. Yep, got to be a dad stuff. first, and you know the hockey gods rewarded you for it with the results. I mean, again, we okay, we can add this as a little bit to the hockey theology thing we're going to do at some point. Uh, you know, it's a data point here. Yep, I uh, love seeing everybody give Paul some love in here. It's all in there earlier in chat too, Paul. By the way, uh, we talked about you early on, um, and yeah, he's saying you're welcome, and I love being part of this community. Love to have you as part of it as well, Paul. Um, Let's see here. Sergey, about laughing, I can tell the story. In a first season, in the first season, right until trade deadline with Geo gone, they were extremely serious on the bench. After that, uh, after the trade deadline, Yanni and Borgen started uh laughing a lot more on the bench. The next games they played a lot better. I hope the season will be the same when they um when they're a little more loose. So uh, there's always something to that. When you can play loose, you you tend to play better. Yeah, and especially that first year with the trade deadline, you know that anybody there could be gone because, you know, year one, like, look, they're going to kind of clean house as much as they need to. Um, and I think just once that deadline passed, the guy's knowing, okay, I'm here for the rest of the year. Don't have to worry about moving my whole life potentially across the country tomorrow. It, it mm -hmm. just lifts a weight off of people's shoulders. Yes, definitely. Uh, speaking of trade deadline, Riley, in your opinion, if the Kraken are able to turn the page and start stringing wins together by the deadline, what do you think we would need to add if we were in the playoff hunt? And then I know there's another one. I think we should make a play for Zadorov, to be honest. We have no toughness still. McCann shouldn't have to drop the gloves after tucking 40. Um, there's definitely an element to that, right? Uh, I... I still like Tanev. I think he could help you control, you know, play in your own zone a little bit better. I think that's more needed for the Kraken, at least from this defensive unit. Uh, I don't know that toughness is the is the answer defensively. If you want to add a forward who's tougher or something, that's one thing. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to add that edge, I'd prefer it as a forward. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And then as far as like what they would need, I just don't know. I mean, you just don't really have roster spots totally, right? Like. Who are you talking about t replacing in the lineup? It would depend on who's available. Unless also, there's a great finisher, I don't and know. If you get to the point where you're you're adding at the deadline, you're ready to make a playoff run. Chances are you're playing very differently than you have been over the last month or so, and so the dynamics is just going to look really different. You're going to have different needs. You're going to have different things going right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, Sergeant Pickles. Yep, little man was there, but he turns into a pumpkin after 9 p.m. Lol. Uh, oh, that's that's good stuff there. Love it, love it. Um, yeah, I just think if 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 you're adding, yes, if you have turned it around at that point, it would be hard to like do anything to mess with that. I agree with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sean, maybe at the deadline. Uh, no way Calgary is going to do that anytime soon. Zadorov seems to want out right now. Calgary and Seattle are in about the same spot right now. Yeah, it doesn't make sense on a move for him. I got to think they'll get something done here soon with him just because you never want that situation to fester already when you're dealing with stuff in Calgary's shoes. But they're also kind of in the spot where if they just string together some wins, their whole situation and outlook changes too. It's, it is a tough one. I just think it's kind of too early in general. Um, Let's see, uh, Bahrain, I, I still don't love the idea of possibly having to pay a premium to get them from within the division. It's another aspect we didn't touch on. Yeah. That is certainly true. And Chip, I'm curious what plan is there for Magna and Potts? Injury reserve, injury reserve. I guess for guys for reserve for injury. Uh, would have thought uh, we'd have kept right if that was the case. I still think they were a little bit worried about if things continue to go south, not necessarily wanting right around. And you want him to be able to get minutes in. You want him playing hockey. So it makes sense to send him down. I, I think, yes, that is the plan with Magna and Potts. They're here for when somebody gets hurt. But until then, this is the lineup. Yep. I mean, this, exactly. That's This is the lineup they're going with. They're basically just injury replacements, especially with the back-to-back -back games, too, for calling up Podorowski, just in case something were to happen. You need somebody there on short notice. And we talked about this when they called up right in Winterton, that it was okay as kind of a quick fix, them only getting you know yep. 8 to 10 minutes a night. Long-term, that's bad for their development, so they're going to have to go down at some point. 
and it seems like that was the plan. Yep. No. And and look, to be honest, the way Wright's been playing, what he showed at the NHL level this go around, I'm I'm feeling very very positive about what he can do next year uh, with some more significant playing time. Uh, you know, especially you, know, you look at Wenberg's contract going away. RJ seems like kind of a natural spot to maybe throw him in next year. Uh, just going and Lindsay saying Shane got another goal in Coachella Valley last night. So there you go. I mean, he's just on fire. Firebirds are on fire, as they should be, given the name. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. I think that's going to probably do it. Did, went a little over the hour here. Still 124 people in here. It's so, awesome. so awesome. Uh, Got to give some love to Flatstick Pub for sponsoring the post game. As always, remind everybody. And I, I mean, I don't know how late they're open, but I got to imagine if you're at that game, you could probably still head over to that South oh, yeah, Lake Union can. location and get your dollar off a of beer. Really celebrate this one. Uh, you know, maybe play eight holes of, of mini golf for the eight rounds of the shootout. You know, see, see, that's that's probably what I would do if I was in that situation. Uh, but much love to Flatstick. Much love to everybody. Thanks to everybody who gave Super Chats tonight. Thank you all for being here and participating as always. And we will see you all after the Vancouver game on Saturday.